0: The Geeky Side. This is your host with the most, Will Nix, and his hostess with the most is Tyra. Hi, Tyra. How's it going?
1: I am stressed.
0: Stressed? No. Yes. Yes. Why?
1: Because how we usually record crapped out on me, so we're doing something different.
0: Tyra, our technical genius, will get this fixed, ladies and gentlemen. However, play along with us and listen to this episode of The Geeky Side. We're going to have some fun. Today, we're going to talk about the geeky side of travel and a few other things, but we're going to start off with some geeky news. Tyra, kick us off.
1: Uh... I don't know what to talk about first. I'm so excited.
0: Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> let's punt. All right. Let's talk about.
1: <laughs> let's talk about horns.
0: Horns. Yeah. Horns are great. Horns are good. Okay. So the Washington post and it's, is usually one of my favorite newspapers.
1: Oh, I'm so disappointed.
0: I am too. This is, That's, this is the Watergate newspaper. This is spotlight. They means so much. This is, this is, and then they come out with this.
1: Horns are growing on young people's skulls. Phone use is to blame, comma, research suggests.
0: See, I think they've got the reason wrong. They're all little demons. I I mean, I teach them, and I have some, so.
1: (laughs) I really, it's not even, it is not, it's a bone spur, people. It's
0: a bone spur that could be, any repetitive injury can lead to these kind of things. I mean, come (laughs) on. It's just a badly, it's such a badly titled article for The Post.
1: I know, it should be like, Better posture needed.
0: Right. I mean, anything, anything. Get out and play more. I mean, whatever. And then just come on now.
1: But we clicked on it. So it's we hard. Did. It's we did. Bait. We fell
0: for it. Clickbait.
1: So bad.
0: Bum, bum, bum. And when
1: they said horns, I thought they meant like growing out on the top of the head.
0: Yes. I was, wa- I was waiting to see the little demon children out there. I was like,
1: can I really be a drain eye?
0: Yeah, come on.
1: No, it's at the base of your skull in the back.
0: It's like a tail let's get yeah. it right it's like a head tail you know come on
1: it looks like a little hook it Look. does i mean you know but it does point to something that we should all be well aware of yes we have bad posture
0: we do all have bad posture and it's lot, i blame the chairs that we sit in
1: well the chairs <laughs> and if you pay attention when you're on your phone you'll notice that you're looking down, down and your neck out yep so you've really gotta work on that and i'm actually gonna buy i've got something in my cart on amazon that's um a phone and iPad holder that like lifts it up to eye level.
0: I've seen those. Yeah.
1: So I'm, I'm all excited. There you go. So well, it'll, some, it'll make yeah. it out of the carton to my home. But right now, you know, one of these days, one of these you know, the
0: monies, <laughs> when the monies come in, you know, all the royalty checks are doing the geeky side. Uh,
1: <laughs> That's uh, it. We like that. Please come yeah. on. There's also, um, so they have, they call it text necks tech, text neck. I've seen that. Yeah. A texting thumb.
0: Yep. Yep. So, any, like I said, any repetitive stress injury.
1: It's true, and I, I have a very good friend right now who has some issues with her thumbs.
0: Well, I, I, I can't believe it. I, I, mine's my index finger from uh, pointing and swiping and all that and playing games on my phone. It'll start hurting. I mean, you know, to be the weenie here for a second, but it does. It'll start, and I, and I just have to realize i got to stop playing these games. I just got to get off my phone.
1: That's, well, and I, that's where my neck problems come in. I, like, make sure to lift it up. Yep. So... Just pay, be aware of your posture out there. There you go,
0: ladies A geeky tip for all of us out there who overuse our phones.
1: And who have potential horns.
0: Yeah, exactly. Whoa.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk to us about EA Games?
0: EA Games. Oh, my gosh. This company. Tyree, you're, you're not the biggest gamer out there. You're, you're you're a Blizzard Activision kind of person. But
1: I'm a Blizzard girl.
0: Yeah, that's not, that's not, again, not bashing Blizzard. But EA Games uh i i am I'm a, I'm a, I, I have to buy their game because i'm a huge sports game fan they love madden fifa you name it i love it oh, yeah. Sh-
1: shane plays Madden.
0: yeah and uh but their company treats its customers like such crap and this article basically equating their loot boxes to gambling and they're like no it's not gambling it's like getting a kinder egg really <laughs> Re- <laughs> really you're gonna equate? no i mean one i don't spend a fortune on kinder eggs no one does um Two, I know what I'm getting out of a Kinder Egg. It may not be, I may not know exactly the toy I'm getting, but I know what kind of toy I'm getting. Right. Uh, I I guess you could say it's like going to get a Happy Meal and expecting to get, you know, the brand new action figure when you're getting the knockoff. I mean, you know, come on,
1: really? Well, and do they, so I have a question. In these slip boxes, do they give you like the percentage of getting a certain item?
0: Roughly. Roughly. It depends on the game.
1: Because that just changed. Like, I play um, uh, Moji Blitz. <laughs> right, right, And they have, like, you can, with gold coins, so not really right. with money, money you earn in the game, you can buy different things, and they have... Um, the, yeah, percentage. the percentage,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is money you're actually spending. This is cash. This is what, you know, you're, you are, I mean... I, I, There's I, I no other I,
1: way to get them, but to put money in them.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, there needs to be some...
0: I look. You and I disagree. You and I have had our disagreements about microtransaction and gaming. I and mean, People who don't know what microtransaction and gaming—it's all the little bot purchases that you do in these in most in most games now. I mean, most games have microtransactions in them, for good or for bad. Be it maps you download, whatever. This is microtransactions gambling, in my opinion, and the opinion of many others.
1: Yeah, no, I totally get that. I think if there's a limited number of things that you can get right and it's reasonable that within a certain amount of time and that it has i get that it's kind of like a dungeon drop in some ways but
0: right
1: a dungeon drop drop
0: you don't pay for
1: right you're not paying money for um i actually prefer microtransactions when they don't involve you being able to play better in the game
0: exactly when they're uh, cosmetic they're skins yeah. Skins are a great, a great
1: example Ants, of that. pets, things that don't...
0: Impact gameplay.
1: Don't impact gameplay, or what I mean. They make
0: you feel about. better about the way you play, but they don't impact
1: gameplay. Or if you're a free-to-play game and it's a $3 fee to open up, then, you know, like a big area of the game, right, I'm right. okay with that, too.
0: If it enhances gameplay, that's fine, but if it actually changes the way the game is played.
1: Right, right. If you Or if you have, like, if you have to buy this crate to get this helm... To do right. this thing, then I that that's a bigger problem.
0: I have an issue with those kind of things, especially and then then to put it on a random tri- random drop that makes it even worse, especially when you're paying for that drop.
1: Yes, yes. So so I, I'm okay with yeah, Boo, I'm I'm not happy, and I don't like Kinder Eggs either.
0: No, either me either. It's the chocolate's okay. I mean, but the eggs itself, you know, come on.
1: But it's not,
0: uh, not there for the toys.
1: I do <laughs> have fascinations with the the key rings that they they sell like yeah yeah second and charles has them
0: yes yes
1: have some major fascinating i'm like and you try to feel the package to feel which one it is (laughs) which
0: one is in there (laughs) yeah
1: and i like i got one and i got the special like mystery one and i'm like i don't even know what this is
0: but to go back to go back to this ea at least with a kinder egg you get some chocolate okay all right so (laughs) chocolate and this deal i i as a fat kid i'm going boo on you ea boo on you
1: there we go. But it's been upheld, so be yep. prepared for more of these. Be prepared
0: more for it. Yeah, it's super, yeah.
1: Well, let's talk happy news. Happy news, okay. So how excited are you about Toy Story 4? A mixed emotions. Oh, so why do you have mixed emotions? Because
0: I thought 3 was the perfect ending.
1: It was. I, thought, I have to agree I, with you.
0: I thought 3 was an amazing ending to that story. And I'm all for it. Now, listen, um, you had some news. What Tom Hanks, what did he say?
1: Tom Hanks, first off. He's Tom Hanks. He's Tom Hanks. <laughs> he's That's Tom right. Hanks. Uh-huh. Okay, all right. We'll we talk about the awesomeness of Tom Hanks. We'll have a whole like show that he his awesomeness. Yeah. Okay, there we but go. he said in an interview with Jimmy Kimmel that I know it sounds ridiculous because I'm in it, but it's one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life.
0: Okay, I've got to go see it. Now. I know it's <laughs> I got like, the Tom Hanks endorsement. You know, um, I yes, mean, it is a movie he has seen, and he's made a lot of movies I love. And if he says this is one of his best, then I, I I'm, I'm tempted.
1: Well, and he yeah. doesn't even say it's one of his best. It says,
0: "I the best." Yeah.
1: yeah,
0: right,
1: right. So, and there's some awesome uh, footage of him and Canal Reeves and some of the other actors doing their characters recording them i can't wait
0: i uh, hilarious yeah, it, it, it bugs me a little bit because again like i said i thought third was a perfect ending to that story and it's a series that only kept getting better in my opinion i mean not everyone agrees with that but i, I think they kept getting better um and then now this fourth one i'm like maybe it's the start of something new i mean maybe you know because i thought maybe that's a, you know it's a different kind of story we'll see you know we'll see when we, when we watch it
1: so well I, hopefully i i'm excited about it but um It'll be fun, but the funny thing was on uh, Jimmy Kimmel, he was uh, talking about Disney's press circuit and what they do. <laughs> do. <Yeah. laughs> they give them a packet that has talking points, which as a marketer totally agree with. Oh, completely.
0: Yeah, completely- no, no, as they- someone who's a Marvel fan, uh, you know they have to keep out. You keep Tom Holland and Mark Ruffalo from spoiling all their movies. <laughs> That's so. This is this might be the might be the, you know, the, the the Marvel rule.
1: That's <laughs> the probably true. It. It's probably one of them that they have this, but it outlines <laughs> what he is and isn't allowed to say.
0: Right, that, yeah, that's the Tom Holland law right there. We go ahead and write that one up, ladies and gentlemen.
1: <laughs> and then they give sample questions to <laughs> to the interviewers, which I don't think Jimmy Kimmel needs. But no, I mean, no, but I'm sure. The, it's a little, Your local reporter.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're going to need it. They're going to need that a lot.
1: (laughs) It said that one of the example questions was, can you talk about how Woody is learning to listen to his inner voice? No,
0: no, we can't talk about that. I'm sorry, we're not learning
1: that. And the really bad thing is Disney provided a thoughtful answer to say. (laughs) Oh, my god," When asked about the character of Bo Peep, who has gotten a lot of attention. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) And they say that Bo Peep should be described as a char- strong character from the beginning. Her recent experience perhaps made her strong, but she was never a weak character. Okay. <laughs> that was on their paper. <laughs> Someone's feeling a little guilty. <laughs> it's just awesome. Oh, I love, I love, I love Disney. I love you do Disney. love
0: Disney. So. I
1: do. I'm just, I recently back from. Yeah, uh, you, you went down there. For, I did. Yeah. Five days of training for business excellence through the Disney Institute. It was awesome.
0: Okay. I, I, I can say that, though, but the title does not sound awesome. I mean, I'm sure what you did was awesome. <laughs> but the title just sounds like,
1: uh. Well, you know, it's It's professional development. They actually right. gave EP credits for it. Um, and it was brand loyalty, customer service, uh, employee engagement, um, leadership oh, just stuff. Yeah uh creativity and innovation it was but it it's mm-hmm. stuff that i was really excited about and i learned a lot of stuff so yes and it was at disney so
0: yeah, i mean like yeah pd at disney can't be bad no matter yeah. what, no matter what it is
1: now so. i'm like mm, this does not suck
0: <laughs> no no and pd usually does let's go be honest with it professional oh no,
1: it does it's usually, it's usually it's horrible. horrible let's just um, be honest I, I just got back from a trip I took, that's true uh, you did it
0: 34 willing travelers I don't know if willing um, dragged 34 people all over France for for uh, seven days so that was that was awesome how was that they're all back and alive That's that is awesome. my goal that is my that is my goal for these trips I didn't have to kill any of them and they didn't kill me um, I didn't stroke out and die even though they did come close uh, <laughs> one on on the last day we had a wake-up issue and um, somebody didn't they didn't wake up on time and they saw a side of me that no one really likes to see <laughs>
1: Oh, I've I've had that happen to me. I was traveling with a study abroad, and right. thank God I always pack the night before.
0: Yeah, and um, they didn't, so uh, <laughs> I was grabbing the things and throwing it in bags and running around screaming and and you know and and things. And they're so funny. One of them goes, "Just leave us behind." I'm like, I can't get up. We have to go. <laughs> it's funny now. It is funny now, but we were ten minutes away from missing our plane.
1: Oh, oh, that's yeah. not good.
0: <laughs> no, no. If, the, if, if security had not been really nice and given us a separate uh, check-in point, I don't know if we make it back. And yeah, but we did. And everybody always had a great time. Everyone's reflecting on the trip very well. And we, and we did. We had a good time.
1: Very good. Yeah, I made the bus with no problem. But there were, some, <laughs> there were some unkind words that came out of my mouth while I was trying to throw my stuff in a case because yep, yep, yep. I'd stayed up the night before trying to track down a wayward student.
0: Yep, 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 yep. Know all those feelings.
1: <laughs> Been there, done that. Uh, so totally, we, uh, Will and I usually make some sort of list about what we're going to talk about. I didn't tell you this, but this is my kind of geeky um, social media news. Okay. Uh, Instagram TV has surrendered to the landscape video format. <laughs>
0: oh, good gosh. <laughs> well, thank you.
1: <laughs> they were going to be the first vertical, and now they're like, Script. It made no sense
0: to be vertical. It looked dumb. Yeah, I mean, it,
1: it does make sense to me. I can understand why they did it, because so many people record in vertical, even though it drives me crazy. Yes. But um, like one of my my former students, Bobby Sanders, does stuff where he does uh, serial reviews on Instagram. Right. And he always does them in landscape. So I, you have to...
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: but now you won't have to like hold the phone weird to watch them. Uh, IGTV has supporting landscape now. so there Thank is- goodness. Yes, my world is complete. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, yes. It is a thing. I mean, landscape versus vertical, it's a thing. I mean, even I, my father-in-law was giving me a hard time about recording it, taking a picture in vertical. I'm like, just, just it's okay. It's okay.
1: It's okay. We're, you know, we've adjusted. But we've when adjusted. it started, oh my God, every traditional photographer was like. <laughs> I know,
0: right? <laughs> <Just> deep, <laughs> deep breaths. Deep yes, breath. I know, the same way. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> like, what are you people thinking?
0: How could you do? a picture like that
1: but often, we do often <laughs> i can do it often just <laughs> go over worry. there it'll be fine
0: yep just stand over there <laughs> no um so, and other games, so avengers endgame is already getting a re-release
1: awesome
0: <laughs> and they're adding six minutes of additional footage
1: Yes. And it's to one of the cut scenes at the end or something.
0: Yeah. I, I, I have no idea. I, 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 don't, I honestly, I've said this before, I don't care if it's just a sign saying, ha ha, we got you to come back to the theater. We know the reason to do this. They want that number one box office spot.
1: They do. And I, I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm all
0: for it. You know, I'm against it, but at least be honest about it. Right. I mean, no. <laughs> and you know that, look, take my money. I'm a geek. I will be at this movie. I have to be one of the first persons to see the six minutes of additional footage. It's I just only, love that we're getting re release before it's actually gone on, even onto home video yet.
1: So, true, true, true. I mean, at least Avatar waited several okay.
0: years. Yeah, I mean, Star Wars waited 20. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Lucas was more patient than this.
1: Which is saying something to people. That's saying something to people. But it was, it was a different time. It was it a was different an place. Time. And mm-hmm. I, the, we talked about this, I think, where they used to have to send out movie reels. Oh, yeah. Sorry, that was me hitting my microphone. Um, they used to have to send out movie reels to all the different theaters. Now it's all done digitally.
0: Yeah, there's. I mean, you can edit it on the spot.
1: Yeah, so this uh, to me, I think they're taking advantage of that. So, that oh yeah, it doesn't cost thousands and thousands of dollars. Well, this,
0: well not just that. I, I also think it. that with, with with the new digital age, it's it, it, to me it, it gets a little scary because i start to I, i'm the harry potter movies were the first ones i ever saw this with um the family net channel or one of those networks that used to hallmark one of these used to put put them on all the time do you remember that when all the harry potter movies would run on that, that little network oh
1: yeah sci-fi runs them now yeah sci-fi
0: runs them now but it used to be i think like it was one, of, one of the family channels used to do it all the time and they would add some of the deleted scenes there were like some of the you know director's cut versions of the film i'm like I don't remember seeing this movie. I don't, you know. And so we go back and edit these films, and we don't like acknowledge it or announce it. Sometimes it kind of scares me about, you know, my digital content. If that makes any sense, my digital paranoia.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's what is actually the real thing,
0: right? Right. Yeah. And my my worry is when it gets into news and gets into
1: other things. that's My again, this is my paranoid side. And well, I think news is definitely something we have to be concerned. I about. think,
0: I, I, yeah, right. It, I, manipulation of da- manipulation of the, the essential data is it's very scary stuff. So, it's one of those. It, it, it's good and bad. I mean, for every good director's cut, there's a bad one.
1: Oh I, yeah, I mean, my,
0: one, all... one of my favorites is I, when I first saw Star Trek Wrath of Khan. I didn't see it in the theater. I saw it on VHS, of course, and I saw the cut with Scotty's nephew dying which is not in the theatrical release. Right. And so when my friends and all of us watched it one day and we watched, it, I was like, we're, we're Scotty's nephew. I didn't even know of a movie that existed without that. If that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, no, it definitely makes a, it makes a big deal. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, we'll see. And I'm excited. I mean, honestly, I, I I'll go Marvel, you know, so. So when there's is, not, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go on. I was going to say, but there's also some other in-game news, right?
1: Yes yes Um, so I I don't know if who apparently is out there doing this but someone edited Captain Marvel and all the other women out of the Avengers Endgame
0: can I can I say how (laughs) I mean there's women throughout this entire movie
1: they tore it you know they got it and they took it and and defeminized it why and we can't have men hugging I think that was also taken out
0: men don't hug
1: men don't hug Shame and I hug. So um so okay, one of the like <laughs> the reasonings for the cut, according to an accompanying document, is that quote, young women should learn skills to become good wives and mothers and leave the fighting to men. <laughs> <laughs> like, did they not get what this movie and this whole franchise parts of it are about?
0: Look, okay, oh, look. I am. I'm all for leaving certain politics out of films, right? But I'm also the same guy who like doesn't mind when you add a character. You know, I mean, Captain Marvel is a good addition to the Marvel Universe. No problem. No problem with Brie Larson. You know, whatever. Um, this is just dumb that women have been in comic book stories forever since the beginning. You know, Wonder Woman. You know, come on, let's go back and even before her. I mean, there's so, there, there are powerful women in in this. That is. This is such a dated idea. I mean, like dated 1820 18, <laughs> not even dated nineteen twenty. You know?
1: Yeah. No. It's like hell. I I I got nothing.
0: I mean, there's nothing to say to this except the only thing is is it reminds me of the funny story. The funny back when *Phantom Menace* came out with *Star Wars*. Do you remember some of the digital uh, recuts of it? The cutting Jar Jar. Oh yeah. Yes. Do you know That's that? All, I-, I mean, I know it's not the, on the same level, but it, uh, to me that was the level of petty. It, oh, yeah. It, yeah.
1: My husband actually likes Charger.
0: Okay, look, Shane and I can't be friends anymore. <laughs> that's it. That explains why he and I. No, I'm kidding. We, I, I love Shane.
1: Um, <laughs> but he likes Charger. I don't no, know.
0: My son, my son likes the Clone Wars better than most Star Wars stuff, and I have to hit him occasionally, too, so I'll just have to hit Shane for that one.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. as I love him, though. By the way, when Will says that he hits his son, he doesn't mean it in a call defect sort of way.
0: No, no. I mean, uh, <laughs> that's only occasionally. No, um... <laughs> <laughs> nice no, son hits back now. He's 14. He's got a great right cross. Uh, I, I, awesome. taught well. <laughs> I taught him way too well. I taught him way too
1: well.
0: I'm Well, there we go. <laughs> Alexa's calling defects.
1: <laughs> uh, who knew? Sorry who knew, about that.
0: Who knew that Alexa would report you? i tell you who no, knew. i tell
1: we are a, a wired home, so I'm sure homeland security knows everything that we do.
0: there we go. thank you, Amazon uh,
1: <laughs> yes, and we can't say her name because
0: she'll no like, she'll start talking and, she and she's almost she's worse than Siri
1: oh my so, gosh, yes, I can't get Siri to respond to me
0: really oh my, my every time she i even like abbreviate her name, she'll talk to me so really
1: no, I but, can uh, go hey Siri
0: and she just ignore you. oh
1: my gosh, she actually did see there you go. She never does. Oh, this it must be. She says, it's "I'm me. not." She yeah, she, she, me. she says, "I'm not sure I understand." <laughs>
0: <laughs> I want those two to have a conversation. siri and Alexa, just have a conversation. We talked
1: each. back and forth to each other. So, yeah, so what is our geeky topic this week?
0: Well, we we're gonna talk about the geeky side of travel since we both just got back from trips, and I know, and it's it's fascinating out there. um when I was in France, my, the first time I was in, London, in Paris back so many years ago. I was in the Latin Quarter and I found all these great geeky little shops, comic books, you know, gaming cards, stuff like that. And so I went back on purpose to take, show some of my kids some of these stores. And I could barely find them because it's been so long that you know some of them moved, some of them shut down, things like that. But I found some, and I was getting a gift from one of my former students and his family because they love Magic the Gathering. I get them some, I always get them some French magic cards,
1: oh. and so
0: um, that was really cool. And then. The other geeky side is I just got to say German TV is amazing.
1: (laughs) Okay. Hold it. Explain this. You're in France. Okay. Okay.
0: So I was, I was, I was watching a children's program. I had just gotten back in. It's one of our last nights in Paris. It's in, I mean, last night's in France and I'm just trying to relax and kind of just decompress from the day and I turn on the TV and I can't find anything that's even worth looking at. And so I find this little German children's show about this burnt piece of toast and it is something burn. funny yeah yeah i'm sending you the link now because you've got to see this and it's making fun of nerds and it's called it, it, it's it, it's i just it's fascinating and so my wife of course when we get home has to find the video and i'm tying you in it now <laughs> so you can pull up the burn dust brought nauseous for nerds <laughs>
1: So, oh my! Well, we'll be posting that this video somewhere.
0: Oh no, it's very appropriate. There's nothing inappropriate about it, other than making fun of geeks and making fun of us. But it's not really making fun of them more, it's an homage because there, it's nerd party is a huge thing that goes on, and it pretty much breaks down into Dragon Con every once in a while. This little piece of toast is out there celebrating all things nerd. Batman shows up. The, all this stuff, um, copyright and infractions everywhere. <laughs> so. They do the Star Wars bit. The only people that get really shamed on it are the are D&Ders. And they, and, and they really actually have the word uber nerd <laughs> right before D&D players come up. I'm like, wow. <laughs> mean German children's videos here. <laughs> yeah, I've killed Tyra on, on this. <laughs> Hopefully you're watching the video now. and
1: <laughs> I'm too afraid to watch it because, you know, with my luck, there'll be sound.
0: Oh gosh, yeah, pull it up though. I mean, no, you know, no, too.
1: no, I can't. It will record it.
0: Oh, good. Because no, I, trust me. No, no, I know, I know. I'm, mean, I'm just saying. But this is
1: so. Everybody, we will post it on the geeky side. Yes, Go yes. watch it. Go watch it. I will watch it as soon as we get done. Uh, <laughs> this i am very very frightened i just want you
0: they should be you should should be
1: very frightened well you know you were in france and i have to say this i think france is a great place if you're into like nerdy travel
0: oh yeah you get to see castles or chateaus of course you get to see um,
1: more history buffs i mean well um, yeah ah, history
0: we gotta go to omaha beach
1: ah so
0: yeah, three days after the seventy fifth anniversary, getting to take my students and some and, and, my, and some other adult travelers to the you know exact place where D Day took place, I and mean, seeing that and it was just so overpowering, um, and it, it, having really fascinating you know discussions with my father in law about you know his father who had served in World War Two and my grandfather who had served in World War Two, and what was really fascinating is it was harder it was really hard for the kids to connect because that's their great grandparents and beyond. And so it was, it it, it was interesting to see us who, you know, who had, I don't say firsthand experience, but had gotten these experiences from their, from um, our our parents and grandparents. And then to see these kids who really don't have that, they don't have that connection anymore. And, and, but they still were in, you know, in in awe of this, you know, they were, they were so shocked. And even I, even one of them made a remark about it, not feeling like it was real because they didn't realize that cameras and video cameras and stuff like that had, had taken place. And, it, it was just fascinating. It really was.
1: It, it's amazing how much you can lose in just a generation.
0: It really is. Um, I, and, I, and that's this is a whole other topic conversation. It, this is a generation whose parents never had to face the draft. You know, my parents did. Your parents did.
1: Um, no, actually, um, my brother did.
0: Your brother did. But your dad did too, and he faced the draft. I mean, he wasn't. He may have been drafted, but it was. It was a thing out there.
1: In World War Two, yeah. But I mean, they joined though,
0: right? Right, yeah. but I'm saying, but they, this is a generation who, but I'm talking about this generation has no connection. Their, their grandparents may have faced the Vietnam draft. Yeah. Well, my, da- my dad, you know, my dad um, faced that draft. You know, that, that kind of fear, that connection, and also just serving, you know, more of a collective ser- service with this group, you know, seeing that where, you know, now it's, you know, it's all volunteer, and it has been for, you know, like you said, a generation now.
1: Well, and I, I think it really points to the importance of teaching history.
0: Really, it really, and, and I think it goes back to the importance of some sort of civic, some some sort of civic service. Be it the way France does it, or Israel, or some other countries where it's two years of some sort of mandatory service. I I, I start to see the importance of stuff like that. I really do.
1: Too much of a freedom girl for that, but
0: yeah. I understand. No, no, I no, no I, I get that. Don't get me. Don't get me wrong. I'm a freedom guy, and but I'm saying I, I I've seen such positives from it.
1: There can be, there can yes. be, uh, there can be, and there can be negatives. I've seen. Uh, I've seen both.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. Again, again, not to get political about it, but I'm saying, I'm just saying one positive aspect I've seen is just people come together that necessarily wouldn't have. Very true. Yeah. So, and and but, again, I'm not, I'm not saying we should do it. I'm not saying it's yes, we need to do, do this. No, no. Staying away from that. I'm just saying I see some positives from it. That's all.
1: So, but you had a good time in Paris. But amazing time.
0: Had an amazing time. And, yeah.
1: and in France itself. So yeah. what is your, what's the thing that you geek out about when you travel? Oh.
0: I think it's history. I really think. I mean, I, I'm the one that put, changed the itinerary to make sure Omaha Beach was on there to get to there. I um, also wanted. To, I really wanted to sneak up to Calais because I'm a huge, you know, early European history. Um, seeing seeing where the Vikings had invaded from Normandy that was awesome. Um, history is my biggest geeky thing over there. That and the food.
1: <laughs> food is awesome. Let's talk about nerdy food trips. Those are oh my gosh. Yes, that is actually one of the reasons we love Disney.
0: Yeah. I, well, yeah. A friend of mine who doesn't like to travel is actually talking about one of our fans was talking about that the other day. He's like, well, you know, I don't need to travel the world. I can just go to Epcot.
1: It's true. <laughs> Epcot is awesome. Right. It's and, so and, and awesome.
0: I, I, I totally agree with her point. You know, she doesn't have to see, travel the world to eat the foods, but she can just go to Epcot and have them all.
1: No, it's it's true. I was staying at the Grand Floridian when I was down for the Institute, and I would take a boat mm-hmm. over to the Polynesian. Yeah. Yeah which is totally theme Hawaiian has Maui in the middle of it, the statue, right. right. Tikis and awesome. And I ate sushi and it was beautiful. And, um, I did it twice, matter of fact. And, you know, so you really can have some of those experiences, but I love Disney for that. They're so immersive. Oh
0: yeah. No, no, yeah. Not a knock on Disney. I mean, I just,
1: Oh no, no, no. I, I just think it's one of the things you can geek out about down there. Oh,
0: definitely. Definitely. And, you know, my thing with travel is, like, uh, you know, I, there are things that we don't do as well as overseas, and not, and I don't think it's wrong to say. Um, bread is <laughs> so much better everywhere I've traveled. And, and butter. And butter. is Butter's good, but chocolate. Oh, my God. Hot oh, chocolate yeah. in particular. Yeah. I'm a hot chocolate geek. Yeah. And, it's, <laughs> uh, it's, European it's, hot chocolate is amazing.
1: And, yeah, and chocolate over there is amazing because they don't have the crap in it.
0: Exactly. And and, and the sick. bread is just amazing. So. And I, I, I yeah, those are the little things but you know the thing they don't do well is biscuits <laughs> like you can't breakfast we do breakfast better in some in some aspects
1: see now I would take an Irish breakfast every day cold
0: oh, no I, I would I would take a European breakfast too I'm just saying that I you as a southerner I miss a, I miss I miss a biscuit
1: okay my oh. husband's a big biscuit man I'm I biscuits I can take or leave
0: I understand and I, like I said that's it's all in humor I mean, look. I, give me croissants, a good, a good, a good fried egg, which I get, you know, and some cheese. I'm perfect.
1: Make <laughs> I'm a, I make a mean fried egg, by the way.
0: Do you?
1: Yeah. I'm coming over
0: then. Um, <laughs> I like a mean fried egg, and so. uh, not, not, not like I said. I'm not one of those. Everything over there is better, kind of guys. I just certain things I appreciate more while I'm overseas.
1: Well, I my favorite thing to geek out about, particularly when I'm in a uh, Celtic land, is stone circles. Oh yeah, yeah. And when I was traveling Ireland more uh, before I was married, I actually had this joke that I collected them because I would go out <laughs> and to find them in far reaches. And, there you go. Uh, because it just connects to a, a part of our past that really here in America, it's hard to find.
0: Well, it, history, it, it, you know, history is so recent in the United States. I mean, you know, our, you know, our country's founded a little over 200 years ago versus, you know, you're, you're talking about empires and, you know, millennia over there.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, the the, the Passage Cairns at Newgrange in Ireland are older than the pyramids. Right, right. So there's a sense of that. Uh, now, there's also lots of other things you can geek out about while you travel. Uh, <laughs> obviously, you went and found comic book shops. I did. And I did. Uh, gaming stores, and I think those things are super cool. I love finding them as well. Yep. Uh, but let's talk Harry Potter for a second. <laughs> okay because um i want to i haven't been to london since i was 15 and i want to go just so i can go do i did in my
0: i, I did on our last tour we when we were in scotland part of edinburgh we we did a harry potter little you know because that's where you know we went to the place where she had written the first book and um i uh, think the, the uh, is it, pink elephant white elephant i think is the name of the the but we've got to go in there and get to see where she wrote the book. Saw so, all uh, where the, the the school she based it on, you know, which she based um Hogwarts on and Diagon Alley. I mean it's all in Edinburgh. And it's 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 amazing. It's really fascinating stuff. So well,
1: and London has the sets. Yeah, London has the sets
0: from the movies. Right.
1: So it's uh very cool. And one of our Jana, who was on our show before, lives in yep. Porto, and there's something called Lavaria La Varia Lalo. Lello, yeah. Oh, I'm probably, I'm butchering that. So if you speak Portuguese, I am totally sorry. So sorry. 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 I am so, so sorry. But it's the famous bookshop that yeah. was, um, it was Harry Potter's library. There you go. And Hogwarts. Um, but it's in Porto and they actually have lines to get into it.
0: I believe it. I, <laughs> trust me. In Edinburgh, the place to stop where, you know, the little kids in the school uniforms look straight out of Harry Potter, you know, the, all this stuff is there and people are just standing, taking pictures. No, no, matter what time of the day. Oh yeah, the the uh, cemetery which she based. I think it's um, in book all the books. The cemetery, well, it's one of the big big cemeteries there, which is behind one the castle neighbor. You get to. I mean, there's just just lines to this kind of stuff. It's too, it's a, it's its own tourist industry.
1: Oh, you definitely could. I mean, just like you can go up to um, the northwest and do a twilight tour.
0: Yeah, you can, and, and- good for them.
1: And here in Atlanta, we can do Walking Dead tours.
0: Well, you can stay in the cabin from Endgame.
1: That's true. You can Airbnb.
0: Because
1: you know we got to make money. Because the film industry may be leaving Atlanta, but we're going to leave yeah, that there. Leave that alone.
0: We're leave that alone. So.
1: But uh, <laughs> in London, they have the Warner Brothers Studio Tour, which has the Great Hall, the Forbidden Forest, and Diagon Alley. And I want to go so so bad. Even if oh, yeah. the, the film that they had, like if go to their, I'll, I'll link it, their um, webpage, the homepage has this video that runs and it is making me seasick. Um, <laughs> it's that motion sickness all over again. So what can I say?
0: <laughs> or you can go to Universal Tours and take the Harry of Tours.
1: That's right. Hagrid's ride. Oh my gosh. So like, I don't know that I can ride this because of my motion sickness.
0: I don't think I can write it because I'm afraid
1: of heights. So. <laughs> oh, I that's right. I forgot you were afraid of heights. Yeah, you should not do this. Um, I don't think it does a loop, so I might could do it. But let's talk about wait times.
0: Yes. Oh, my gosh.
1: Ten hours? Yeah. Ten hours?
0: This is where Disney has Universal Beat with Fast Fast Pass.
1: Yeah, well, and, you know, in Orlando, Universal has something like that. Does it? Um, it does. And one of the things that they also do is they they manage um, how many people can be in line. Like, you have to at some point cut it off. You really right. Um, but this was ridiculous. And not only was that ridiculous, did you hear what they're doing with the operations of it? No, I no, don't. No. Oh, my gosh. So Universal Orlando Resort sent out an operations update. And um, it's more popular than we could have imagined. And they're having, you know, trying to get everybody on. So they say all these nice things. And we've been managing through significant weather delays and running their traction well beyond regular park hours because they put too many people in line.
0: Um, But
1: then they're like, it's our most sophisticated high-performance ride system ever. And our team... (laughs) Take care of the ride. So they're not opening it until midday for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So to make sure our team has the time it needs, we'll be opening the ride at midday for the next couple of weeks.
0: Uh, Oh, no. (laughs) Well, they're having to do something because Disney's about to win the uh, amusement park wars with Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Oh,
1: my God, yes. (laughs) Can I just, um, I,
0: I don't like Disney that much or going to amusement parks. I'm going just because of that.
1: Oh my gosh. We can we literally cannot wait. Shane and I are both nerded oh out completely. Oh, same here.
0: Yeah. I, and, wow.
1: And we're just like, oh my, just, and just, I'm going to ball. I'm literally going to ball when I see the Millennium Falcon.
0: Oh yeah, me too. I mean, I've been waiting that my entire life.
1: So there was some girl. uh, She does a character on uh, the cartoon. Mm -hmm. Totally blanking on the name right now, but uh, she did a video of the park, and you could actually see like Mm -hmm. the look on her face when she saw the Falcon. I was like, (gasps) and I want to stay in the hotel. I want to do the whole immersive experience. Uh,
0: I want to be. I would. I want. I want to live in Star Wars for a while. I do. I want
1: to live in Star Wars (laughs) so much. But they're doing things where people get four hours in there. They found a way. To make it.
0: I I give it. I give Disney hands down credit on this stuff. They, they, they know how to manage their park.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's first off, they've had tons of experience, but, um, it just, just really, really excellent in terms of thinking that far ahead. Mm -hmm. Um, so, like, I'm sitting here reading, like, Universal Orlando Resort. One thing that they're they're doing really well, this was a tweet that I read from, is they're actually replying to people, which a lot of times big companies don't. Mm-hmm. But what they're doing here is all they're doing is cutting and pasting the same thing.
0: No, that's bad. Yeah, I mean, no.
1: Some of it is unique, but it's... Um, uh, like, this Rointer Girls Day, I apologize for the frustration. So, like, at Disney, they would be hopefully doing something for these people. Like, right. You know, they're, that's the one thing I think they're really good about is they talk about um, how their staff has a lot of leeway in terms of things. Like, if they see a kid whose ice cream falls in the ground. They get another ice cream. Yeah. They get another ice cream. Oh,
0: and no. I'm Personal experience here. My wife lost her cell phone <gasps> in Disney. Oh, no. And had it back in five minutes they found it and brought it to us
1: that's awesome that they it brought it was
0: you. crazy how quickly that it was done i mean she had left it on i think it was one of the one of the dumbo rides and she you know had, rid, had ridden with my little girl and this was I mean, years ago i mean and bing bang boom here you go.
1: that's was, awesome
0: it's crazy but that's disney there, I mean, it, it, I think there's more employees than there are actually people at the park.
1: Sometimes there's a lot. I there I forget how many. If it was 600 or 700 people that are required to work the Yeti ride at mm-hmm. Animal Kingdom, that's how many people are assigned to that one ride,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is insane. I mean, that's everybody from who's taking care of it to um, all those kind of things. It's six to seven hundred people.
0: Wow, that's just crazy. So. that's, I mean, that's, I mean, this is travel. We, we kind of digress here, but that's the kind of things when you go out and see the world. Yes. That, you know, it's just, you, you don't understand what goes behind the scenes. Like with our trip, getting the hotels, getting, you know, the bus, getting the driver, the tour guides, all that stuff arranged. It's so much work. I, I remember having someone ask me a question like, well, why don't you do this? I'm like, there's a reason why I can't do it on my own. Yeah. It'd probably be a little cheaper.
1: Yeah. I've done it on my own and it's, it's hard.
0: It's a nightmare. It is an it's a logistical nightmare, especially I'm taking high school students. I mean, you know, taking and taking younger people on these trips. I mean, you can't just go and explore the city. You need someone to kind of protect you.
1: Oh yeah, no, especially when you have younger people. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I mean, if I'm taking a group of, I can take a group of adults to Paris. I can do that. I can show them how to ride the metro. We can do all those things. I can do that, but I am not taking a group of kids on my own. (laughs)
1: oh no no if they're under 18 there's no way i totally agree with you completely and if you're someplace you don't speak the language with younger people you need to have that kind Uh, of you need someone because
0: you never know the issue that's going to come up
1: you don't because so many things crop up when you travel it's just it's not even funny oh gosh
0: the kid getting sick at four o'clock in the morning you know that kind of thing—it just happens on every trip you
1: know one of my colleagues lost their uh their uh atm card to the atm
0: uh yeah uh passports i had a friend who lost her passport <gasps> and i mean but they were able to fix it within like 30 minutes because they i mean these 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 places know how to take care of that kind of stuff
1: yeah like, you just have yeah, a picture prepared. on
0: hand and you know here, here it is and boom you know a hundred dollars later you have another passport
1: right with money you can do most things
0: you can. It's amazing. Amazing what money can do, right?
1: It's true. So, I, so kind of rounding out our geeky travel. When was the first time you went um, out of the country?
0: Uh, actually, it was the 2000. Oh gosh, was it 2012, 2013? It was the first time I was uh, about to turn 40.
1: Oh wow. Okay.
0: Yeah, I had never flown before either. I took my my first international experience was taking a group of students to London and Paris and that was my first my first international experience
1: that's crazy
0: it's how I, it's the only way i could get on a plane okay <laughs> i had to be forced
1: you had to be forced okay i totally get that so outside of okay since it was later in your life what was the largest like longest distance that you had traveled before that oh
0: um maybe at that point to dc
1: okay I'd so, gone to DC. yeah so what do you think about travel changes you
0: Oh, and, and perspective. That's the biggest thing. Um, you start to see the world through more than just your own eyes or your own country's eyes. You just see, you start to see the world through how others see us too. And so it, it, it makes the world a much smaller place. I really believe that it is so cliche, but I really do believe it is that, I mean, I, I have friends in you know Paris because of this. I have friends in UK. I have friends in Costa Rica. I have friends all over the world because of my travels and it just it, it opens up to so many perspectives that it and also just a news, a different filter. And I mean I was I was in um, I was in Scotland right before the Scottish vote <laughs> for independence. Um, Ooh. Yeah, I was there. I was there for the Brexit vote. For the we were there, we we were there for that. And you know, all these people are saying, you know, I mean you and I had that discussion about Scottish independence and whether the you know people support it or not. The groups I were around were supporting it. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: And then Brexit, I, we were there the day they voted on that. And it was it was fascinating. It well, was, and...
1: And scary. Yeah, because it definitely was one of... It's sort of like here in a way that um, if you lived in a city, like in a right. major metropolitan city, more than likely you voted to stay in the EU. Yeah, yep. yep. If you lived outside of there, you voted to exit the exit. EU. Exit. Yeah,
0: because it didn't impact you as much. It right.
1: didn't impact... And you didn't... I it's a it's a very complicated question once you start combining economies.
0: Well, especially like I said, I, I had the, the great of having, you know, two differing opinions from two locals there who were giving me their sides of things. And, you know, um especially with the Scottish Independence vote. It was really it was really fascinating listening to someone oh, from okay. Shell and Islands talk about um, Scottish independence and then someone from Edinburgh talk about this Scottish independence. Two totally different perspectives.
1: Absolutely.
0: And, and so I understand. and neither one were wrong. And they would both say it could go either way. And then now with, with Brexit, everybody that I was traveling with was against leaving the EU. That was that there was not anybody going, yay, we should leave it. And I didn't really run across anybody who was supporting it while I was there. Now, I'm not saying there aren't people who support it. There, of, course, of course, there are. But it, it I, I it's, it was fascinating to be on the ground for history.
1: So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that I, I went out of the country for the first time when I was 15 with mm-hmm. a um, the uh, gifted programs faculty member, Dr. Humphreys. He okay. put together, like you, yeah. he had study trips. They weren't study abroad trips, but they were travel abroad trips. Right, that's
0: what ours are. I mean, yeah, educa- the educational tourism.
1: Yeah. Right, where she had, um, you know, a tour guide and all those kind of things. Yeah. And that I, I have no idea how I conned my parents into letting me. I have no, I, and I think I kind of said, I want to go and I let, I'm going to do this. And then suddenly they were paying for it. I, I don't really know how that all worked That's out. My
0: kids do that too. I mean, my students do that too. I'm going and i you pay for it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, no.
1: <laughs> so, Mine were like, yes. So I don't yeah. know. And I went and we went to, it was the UK and Scandinavia. Ooh. And yeah, it was amazing. That's so a broad I landed, tour, yeah. I landed in London. I, I felt like I was home. I wrote this down when I said, when I looked outside the plane and I looked outside the window, I felt like a part of me had come home.
0: I want to talk about my first experience at Heathrow airport. I'm not even, no,
1: <laughs> you hate flying. I love, flying. I really hate flying. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, then we went, and I love, I adore Norway, and I've taken students to Norway now, and I love Sweden. And it was, but it it broadens your perspective. It does so much. So if it's you haven't traveled, travel. I think it's Good the chance. single best if you get, thing. You yeah, can send do. your kids. Right. If you can't send your kids, um, send your
0: kids with me. So <laughs> five fifteen pathway to the world. <laughs> Come with us. So, but
1: more importantly, like I have a I have a relative who's afraid to get on a plane. And so like don't that. pass that down to your kids.
0: No, I, I that's one thing I'm proud of is that my my kids have now been to more countries before the age of, you know, twenty than I did before the age of forty. Yeah. So my kids, and they've gone to more states, they've flown more, they've traveled more, and I've been really careful not to pass that on.
1: Yeah. So so it's, and I'm really proud of you for that because I think that you have to, if you want to understand the world and how it works, because the world gets smaller every day because of the internet and how fast we can communicate with each other. And so go see
0: it. Go go see see it. it go see, go see it. it,
1: go talk to people find out that hey guess what the mother halfway across the world has the same problems as you do yeah. um, and the nerd that's trying like myself that's trying to defeat a certain monster in World of Warcraft they're doing the same as well yes yes. So. and they
0: and, you know and there's there's it's the, the safety issues all that kind of stuff it's no more dangerous than it is anywhere else I, I mean there are there are definitely countries that I wouldn't take students to. Yeah. But there are, it, it's no more dangerous than traveling in, to any big city in, in the United States. I, I honestly can make that argument. Um, there course. are certain areas I wouldn't take, to, yeah. you know, there's certain issues. Um, Tyra, this is all in humor, uh, something you and I have talked about before, but I want to bring it up with my geeky side of travel. I was wondering if we could hire you to give the Roma a new image. <laughs>
1: so, the what a new image? The Roma,
0: the, the gypsies.
1: Oh, we had talked about this. Um, yes, they need
0: you. They need a new marketing brand. They need a new they brand. Do.
1: Um, it's
0: it's 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 shameful almost because it's a it, it's just so sad.
1: It is, and you just have to. One of the things you'll learn if you travel abroad is you need to not believe that the person begging is really crippled, right? Uh, and and that's really sad. It's super super sad.
0: But that's the um, truth here. Though we have the issue in the states. I mean, it's it's just on a larger scale.
1: It is. It's a much larger scale. So, um, yeah, if you travel abroad to Europe, if you're in any of the major towns, um, be aware. Purses that zip. uh, Don't put your stuff down.
0: Have your hands Um, on your things at all times.
1: Have your hands on your things at all times. If you go to Japan, lay it down. They'll bring it to you. Yep. Um, Japan's totally different. I love the Japanese. Uh, because if you lay your purse down more than likely nobody's going to touch it and it's still going to be there when you come back. but if they've touched it, they've taken it to a manager and yep. and they'll attempt to find you yep um, uh, in other places like in Rome uh, they will just <laughs> they will there will be a purse left
0: uh, uh, you, uh, uh, you you might not realize you're missing your socks okay yeah, know, it's
1: true it's true so be careful i've I've had to like walk up to some students who did not listen to me and brought purses that did not zip and then catch yeah, yeah. them before somebody was getting their hand in them. So uh,
0: we had an issue too. We've had, I've had my, my, my fair share. So uh, it's just, uh, I, it makes me sad because people talk about your prejudices, your biases, things like that. You're going, man, would you stop living up to it though? Would you just stop living up to it?
1: In Europe? Yeah. I would, I would say that let's just all be better people. That's yes. all I'm going to say. Let's just all be better people.
0: Yep. 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 Now that is some funny geek news and i really wanted to hit up today there was an article by um about the band queen which tyra and i are both huge fans right tyra
1: I'm a, i love queen i grew up queen
0: you guys say same here queen queen is everything uh, <laughs> but brian may said adam lambert is just as good as Freddie and can do even more things tyra
1: well i think that <laughs> this is my thing <laughs> said you i think adam lambert does an excellent job being queen's front man I'd like to. I, I mean, Say this I,
0: to Tyra, and, um, she's wrong. Uh, I love her. <laughs> she's gonna hit me upside the head.
1: <laughs> I. But do I think he's Freddie Mercury? No. Do I think Freddie Mercury is him? No. No.
0: Right. No. 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 I, we're okay, guys. This is all. This is fun it, debate time on the geeky side. This is in, in a sense planned.
1: <laughs> yes, but, I mean they're just different people. And they're
0: just okay. Right. I don't enjoy Adam Lambert as a part of Queen. I'm not saying he's a bad performer. I'm not saying any of that kind of stuff. I don't enjoy his versions of Queen songs. I just don't. It's just my, that's my thing. I but who, right. am I, who am I to argue with Brian May? One, the right. guitarist of Queen, and two, doctor of astrophysics, who is smarter than, well, us and our listeners and everybody else combined.
1: Yes, it's true. Um, I, Brian is the man.
0: He is the man, and he is a, an amazing guitarist. But I hate to say this, Brian, you're wrong. Okay, <laughs>
1: You're wrong. I think, Brian, I, What I really like about it is that Sorry,
0: they, Dr. May, you're wrong. <laughs> Dr. May,
1: they have embraced Adam in the sense of of how they perform now, and I think that's awesome because it's taking Queen's music to another generation. That
0: I agree with that, but okay, I would I would give him credit if he would do a couple of things: write some new stuff, stop being a cover band. To me, they're but, the recovery band at this point.
1: Well, that they're not. Queen itself is not writing new stuff right now.
0: Right, that's my point, though, is that if you're going to say he's this great and he's good at doing all these things, then do what Freddie was great at, and, and and what y'all were great at as a band is write some, write some, write some new songs. I mean, if you're if you're good enough to perform all this other stuff, go out there and write some write some Adam Lambert Queen music.
1: And they may very well, if that becomes the thing that they do.
0: But I'm just saying I, I, that's my challenge. If you're going to say no. he's just as good at Freddie, do this.
1: Well, I I just think that. The reason they're together is for a different purpose.
0: Yeah, they're a glorified cover band.
1: They are their band.
0: They're a cover band.
1: They are not a and cover band. They are cover totally. Everybody. Cover. But Adam
0: but makes it. A cover. All right, look, listen. People, if we can't get you to write about something on, <laughs> on our Facebook post or on Twitter or anything else, y'all can come in and join in on the Adam Lambert versus Freddie Mercury debate.
1: <laughs> I loved him on the Oscars. Just saying. Okay. Oh yeah!
0: No no! Again. I don't hate Adam Lambert. I'm not. I'm not going. Adam Lambert is, you know, is evil or anything. I just disagree with this statement by Brian May,
1: who is in Queen. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, debates. that's the whole point. He is the. He is smarter than all of us. All, everybody he is amazing. I just want to say that. I just. talking come a
0: Renaissance man.
1: Good, oh my God, know. he is but, a true Renaissance man. That's well, another
0: thing about about the band Queen is that. It wasn't full of idiots. It wasn't no. this drunken group of guys. No, it was a bunch of really awesome people.
1: It was a bunch of really intelligent. Yes. Drunken group of guys. Anyway. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> there was a time and a place and it was a rock and roll band and we did things.
0: Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> Listen, no one experienced the 70s better than Queen.
1: That's, <laughs> well, that's probably true.
0: Yeah. But. <laughs> well, at least Freddie anyway.
1: At least Freddie. I mean, I mean, the Rolling Stones probably were right up there too, but they were in the sixties. 60s sixties, 60s well.
0: more. Come on, let's. Look. Queen, Queen just ruled the seventies. I mean, Queen was really
1: the seventies and the eighties.
0: Yeah, and just now. I'm sorry, <laughs> people go. Do you like new music? I'm like Queen hadn't put out a new album, so no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I'm not that into Queen. Let's. Just
0: I am. I'm, I love. I love all sorts of modern music too. Don't get me wrong. I'm just having a little fun with Queen, but I, Queen is my favorite band. It's up there with the Beatles.
1: Uh, for me. Okay, the Beatles are probably overall my favorite oh I,
0: I, beatles more but i'm saying if my if you have to list my bands it's you know the beatles are queen so, so.
1: but I, who's your favorite beetle
0: oh I'm a, I'm a mccartney
1: i'm a mccartney oh, oh my, my God. gosh we can agree
0: we can agree on something Shh, quiet though i think we just lost half our audience young <laughs> Lennon arguments out there man
1: no it's not that I, I, is I, still- I,
0: I am not a Lennon fan i i'm a mccartney kind of guy but i'm a melody kind of guy so
1: no, I I want to fill the world with silly love songs.
0: Exactly, I love I, that is one of my favorite feuds ever. Is him is the post Beatles uh, McCartney Lennon when oh, yeah. he makes that. Well, you know, Paul is just going to go write another silly little love song, and he goes and writes silly little love <laughs> know, songs I'm like that is trolling at its highest level.
1: It's trolling. Say. It is awesome. It is well, not he wrote yesterday and let it be. I mean, oh gosh, yeah. come on!
0: I mean, well, not just that they. <laughs> They they were the perfect team, yes. And they were the best of friends. And for the for for the tragedy that John didn't live long enough for them to be, you know, they were getting back together as buddies when they when you know when John died. Yeah. And the world is it, it missed something.
1: You know, I they, agree. They, if that had ever were, been allowed to happen, yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah. If they if John would have been, you know would not have been shot down, I, I would love to seen those two come back together and. I, I I think it changes the music world for the better. I really do.
1: Yeah, I don't know that I don't know that they ever would have recorded. I don't know that they would have. Ever I don't
0: know. They were they were they were getting close. About you know they were talking about doing you know going on Saturday Night Live together. You know all those stories. You know Yoko's hinted at. You know Paul and him had gotten close right right before the end. Right, but yeah.
1: hopefully they remembered the reasons that they stopped talking.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, a lot of it's their with their spouses,
1: so. Who they were both still married to.
0: Oh, yeah, exactly. But you know, that's the thing that was, uh, if I if I lost every, if I, I gave up every friendship because I didn't get along with the spouse at first or their significant other, I, would, I wouldn't I would have that many friends. I mean, a lot of a lot of that happens. And then you, you find a way to make things work and you do.
1: It's true. Well, on a different note, because okay. uh, we are approaching the end of the Geeky Side for this time. Oh, no. Uh, I know. It's true. Well, there's two things. Don't forget, Dragon Con is coming.
0: It's coming. I think we're 70 days away.
1: Something like that. I'm very excited um, talking to the digital media track and hopefully going to be on some panels. Yeah, i got to
0: start applying for panels now. I'm still waiting to hear about my professional. I know, know,
1: and I've got to get on. which reminds me, you and I are talking after this. But besides that, um, I'm going to be down at Indie Book Fest in Orlando. That's right. right. I'm excited because you know who's going to be with me? Who's going with you? Jenna oliver
0: there we go janna's back in the uh, states
1: i know for a whole month i'm so excited awesome
0: i have to make sure we, uh, alexander will definitely need to see her because you
1: know oh <laughs> that's
0: uh, our new favorite person so
1: we'll have to have dinner so yes, uh, but indie book fest is august 1st through 4th okay. and it is awesome it's all indie writers and they do fun things here like there's a bar hop at disney springs uh, there's going to be a whole day of uh, reader panels, and there's just so many things that you can do. Tickets right. are really um, reasonable. You can get everything from a VIP to a general admission. Uh, I just love them. I This is my second year doing it. Uh, And I just think that they put on a really good show with lots of stuff for readers to do. And uh, the tickets range, the highest ticket, the VIP, which includes access to all reader portions of the entire weekend, an upgraded reader bag with paperback books and early entry into the signing and access to VIP meet and greets is $75. That's awesome. It's awesome. So the general emissions 50. And if you are um, interested in learning the craft of writing and the craft of publishing, they have an industry day ticket for $40 that doesn't let you into the reader stuff, but lets you into the industry day stuff. There's also wow. an open book signing. If you're not coming to the event itself, you can look and try to go to one of those as well.
0: So. Uh, all of it sounds fascinating. And just it's, what's really good is that, it's, to me, it's, it's so intriguing how cons have grown. You know, the, 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 it's it's its own version of tourism now. I mean, I, people who just follow these things.
1: Oh no, it's true. I mean, like Shane and I plan our vacation sometimes around, around cons too. Yeah, so, yeah. That's um, my our,
0: friend. Yeah, I take my personal days around cons. I mean, I, I that's my wife and I's getaway is Dragon Con every year. So yeah,
1: so we're hoping to do Gen Con next year. I think that's the one that we're kind that of putting the on our, putting our on our radar for next year. Um, I want to of- do Atlanta Comic Con this year yeah we'll, we'll probably drop in i don't know that i can take you know it's at the georgia world congress center i know
0: that's the problem yeah
1: concrete floors are not fun when you're old i just want to say that
0: no and they're not fun much when you're young either so
1: they hurt let's they just say. Do.
0: and, and they it's hurt. just i don't like and also it's just it's so spread out
1: it is I really mean, spread. And,
0: I, and don't get me wrong dragon con is spread out but at least there's pockets of dragon con everywhere
1: so yes and there's places to sit
0: yes oh my gosh <laughs> yes <laughs>
1: so anyway we hope you're having a wonderful day out there in the geeky side tell us about how you like to get your geek on when you travel
0: help come and settle the debate adam lambert and queen versus freddie and queen come out there and settle this for us also paul versus john everything this has been the geeky side this is your host the most will nicks saying bye everybody tyra say bye to the folks
1: brian May's right bye folks oh! <laughs> <laughs> bye y'all